0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and my God, this was a slow news week. <laughs> so was. You, you can tell because the main news story I've gotten deals with the Red Sonya movie. And my complaint a little bit about this. Um, Hannah Jean-Kamen, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, um, has been cast as Red Sonja in the forthcoming movie. My issue with this is the same we I had with Famke Jansen as Jean Grey. In that, Red Sonja and Jean Grey are redheads. Famke Jansen and Hannah John-Kamen are not. Should we not start with some of the basics, like maybe getting someone who has red hair? Hair dye. I know there's hair dye, but <laughs> did you see Jessica Alba as the Invisible Woman?
1: Yeah, well yeah, there's kind of you between know, someone who's someone whose actual skin tone doesn't match a blonde cuz that's that was ridiculous. Uh speaking of ridiculous that whole movie kind of was. So
0: well, yeah, both of them. Um
1: yeah, she looks terrible as a blonde.
0: Which is I'm just thinking a lot know, of it's <laughs> I'm not saying that Hannah can't pull off the character. I'm just saying make a new character because Red Sonia is somewhat established in her appearance. In that, she's got the big red hair. Oh, I think that's why that's... she's called Red Sonia. That in the blood. But Becky uh-huh. Jansen worked as a redhead.
1: I'm, I'm not sure if if the
0: well, that's just she was a redhead in the first one, and then her hair got progressively darker throughout the movies because they kind of went, "Oops." I forgot to color her hair. Because it's Dark Phoenix.
1: Hey, be, be uh, happy. I,
0: I, no, 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 <laughs> no. No, I have read those books. Her hair got progressively more red. Thank you.
1: Be, be happy it wasn't the, the latest Dark Phoenix incarnation. That. She was a redhead. Yeah, and I would have just assumed she'd been blonde and the movie had been worth a flip. <laughs> this movie was oh, I,
0: knew it I knew it wasn't going to be because Fox was in charge and they don't know how to read. New Mutants was better than that movie, for Christ's sake. New Mutants wasn't that bad a movie. I
1: didn't think. I didn't think it was that bad either. Which is terrible, considered how bad Dark Phoenix was. It's pretty bad when when your legacy is like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yay, congratulations, Fox. You went out on a "Eh, note.
0: Well done. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, Marvel looks like it's doing better with its TV series though. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Loki, which, because he's mischievous, he moved up a couple days. Yeah, is that it?
1: He opens on Wednesdays now, which is, like, how, how Loki-like can you be? <laughs> Just kind of an odd thing. It's like, eh, let's open on Wednesday, because he's Loki. Because it's Wotan's mm-hmm. day, maybe? Because he's, like, thumbing his nose at his dad? I don't know. His adoptive father?
0: Couldn't tell you. Uh, well, he couldn't have it be on Thursday, because that's Thor day. True. True. It's shocking that he didn't do it on that day. Well, no, he has to do it on Wednesday because it's before Thor Day, so he comes first. Ooh, that totally makes ah, sense. See, there we go. I just now thought of that too. Tom Hiddleston, I'm totally claiming it about that. <laughs> I claim this theory for Spain. That works. So, anyway, that's actually the end of the news because that's that. I, I think. Did you want to do the Quiet Place thing? Not quite. Nope. There's
1: more oh, okay. news. They have announced a title change for the next Captain Marvel movie called The Marvels, which is like, okay, cool. Makes sense because they're supposed to bring in Ms. Marvel and, you know, that totally works. Here's my issue. There's a story out. Here's the headline. The real reason Brie Larson's Captain Marvel 2 title 2 changed. It is also called, there's another headline that says, Captain Marvel 2's title was reportedly changed because Brie Larson didn't deliver. That's the headline of this article. This is on We Larson Got Just Covered. What, pizza? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing this article, Captain Marvel 2's title was reportedly changed because Re Larson didn't deliver, doesn't say that at all. The article itself is really well done. It says, okay, so there's, so that one particular site reported that that was the issue, that it didn't, re, that it didn't deliver. And like your reaction was like, hmm, let me see. Second highest grossing solo debut for any Marvel cinematic superhero movie behind Black Panther. So first Captain Marvel movie, more money than Iron Man, more money than Thor, more money than Captain America, more money than Ant-Man. Sounds like it delivered. So how did it not deliver? And then you go again to the other article, which is some dude wrote for Giant giant Freaking Robot. Like Okay, so this guy thinks... That, oh, yeah, well, Breed Larson didn't. It's like, you know what? Screw you, moron. And as far as the We Got This Covered article, it's a great article. But who the hell wrote that headline? It's not reported. Some jackass wrote it on a blog that he felt it didn't deliver. It was like, check yourself, dudes. I mean, read the article before you write the headline for it. Whoever the hell wrote the headline for that, because it's not what the article says. The article points out that that's patently stupid to say that Brie Larson didn't deliver. I mean, I think if you have a better box office than, hmm, the big guns of Marvel, I think you did okay. I think you did really good. So, holy sh! I mean, it's, as the person writing the article says, and the person who wrote the article, which is accurate, Scott Campbell, nice job, dude, says, you know, I'm really kind of tired of this misogynist s***. He's like, oh... It really sucked. Oh, because a woman was a strong character. Well, we can't have that. it's like, whatever, morons. And as for the dude who wrote the article that does claim that that was Brie Larson, that the, quote, failure of Captain Marvel is on Brie Larson, Drew Beach, you're a moron. Thank you very much. So that wraps up the news.
0: But we're sticking with morons, kind of. (laughs) Give me a minute. I'll tie it together. I'll even tie it back to TV and some behind-the-scenes stuff because it all goes together with the two things I'm kind of looking at this week. Um, my family kind of likes knowing about the behind-the-scenes stuff, and we like watching the documentaries on making of everything. Yeah. And there was a TV show that the Sci-Fi Channel put out. I guess it started in 2011 called Face Off which I thought was an interesting series. It was a a, a competition show.
1: It's a great series.
0: Between, I'll agree, um, between makeup artists who do prosthetic work and makeup and props and costumes and everything. And each episode, they were given a challenge. And at the end of each episode, someone won the challenge and someone was voted off. And eventually you get down to the bottom two or three or whatever. Big competition, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Now, some of the ones they did were spectacular. You look at it and go, I can see that in a movie right now. And some of the ones that got voted off, you can go, how did you get on the show again? Yeah. Um, Melting a box of Crayola on someone's face doesn't make a good makeup. Um, You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And that's fine. But that leads me to season three of Face Off out of, what was it, 12, 12 13 seasons. Thankfully, this only happened once because it led to something stupid. <clears throat> In the first episode of season th- season three, the new contestants were paired up and they had to create something. And there was a pair, and I'm not going to put names with this, that did not get along. So their makeup turned out, here's a shock. Crap. (laughs) And they were put on the bottom list, and one of them was going to be eliminated at the end of the show, except one of them walked out. He's gone. Did not come back. That's not good. And they decided, you know what? We filmed this entire episode. I guess no one's getting voted off this week because that guy left. We're kicking him out. Now, here's what happened to that guy. He went on to make uh, a semi-documentary movie called Frank and Fake. (laughs) I'd like to be making the name up. I didn't. You can actually watch this. I think it's on Amazon right now. Um, And you know what? No, dude. Basically, what he tried to do was make a movie using Face Off as the premise And showing just how corrupt things are backstage and how nothing, all these reality shows, nothing is actually reality. It's all scripted and planned out ahead of time. And this actually is going to lead me into something else for just a minute. Because I had the conversation again with someone because it was brought up that I like watching professional wrestling. Because I think it's funny It's fun. It's a nice escape from something. But the argument I am constantly given against professional wrestling is it's not real. (laughs) And my rebuttal to that has pretty much always been, well, what's your favorite show? And my most recent answer was, I like watching the NCIS shows. And I said, well, you know, those aren't real either. (laughs) You know, I don't know what you're expecting here. Face off, I wasn't expecting it to be a real show. And whether it is or not is frankly irrelevant to me. I don't know anyone in it. I get nothing out of it but enjoy the enjoyment of watching it.
1: What 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 is the argument that it's not a real show that that the competition is staged that they pre selected the yeah
0: that that, oh they're biased against these people and against uh, for these people and against these people and the guy who left was singled out and you know what fight me, dude. I was going to say,
1: have you seen any evidence of that? Because I've seen probably three or four dozen episodes, and there's zero evidence of that.
0: Well, he had some behind-the-scenes stuff, and you know what? Maybe there is. But your movie sounded awful through the whole thing. I couldn't help but go, you know, stop whining, dude. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't edit it
1: to make it match his
0: his criteria. Anyway... (laughs) ignore frank and fake even if you just accidentally come across and go that looks like it would be a crappy title to a horror movie it kind of is leave it alone let it it, it apparently it won awards for something like um was it the oregon underground film festival who
1: um probably, probably the, that he created for himself
0: the audience award for best documentary i'm like wow really you Never even heard of it before, but hey, it could be a thing. And if you won it, congratulations. I'm guessing a lot of other people weren't nominated that year. Um, Ignore that movie. But watch the show. It's actually interesting. And they they don't specifically teach you how to make the stuff that they're making. But you get a good idea of it. And get a better idea of what people who make movies have to go through to get it to look the way it does. And when it turns out really good, you know that they've done a good job of what they're doing, as opposed to some of these crap movies that we've seen over the past several years where you go, they did not spend enough money on their uh, prosthetics or makeup or whatever.
1: Can you imagine if any of the people who came in and within the first three places of any season of Face Off had actually worked on Cats? oh, that might have actually been slightly better. Of course, then it would still have had to have acting in the script and direction, but still. Yeah, the, 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 the part about Face Off that I enjoy is just watching, I don't care who wins, it's no. watching what they pull off. I mean, they do some amazing stuff, and they have such tight time constraints on this. It's like they do some really amazing work, super fun. Well,
0: I'm going to go back to, to season three, and I'll spoil this a bit. The guy I'm going to mention did not win season three, although I'm not sure why. Um, One of the competitions was you had to make a character that looked like he would fit into the cantina scene in the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy named Roy Woolley who...
1: Actually, I think I grew, remember that character. He blew
0: everybody away because everybody yeah. was like... They barely pulled off making an alien in the three days they were given. Roy made an alien in an exo-robot suit and all of it worked it was all articulated and it was just incredibly badass if he had been given 2 months and then you go i get that but he did it in 3 days by himself and everyone kind of went oh we're not going to win this week <laughs> and it's that kind of thing that that does pop up occasionally and makes you go that's why i watch this show it's fun there's some creative stuff going on here,
1: very creative., very so, cool. yeah, some of this stuff is just amazing on that show. Watch
0: face off ignore Frank and fake
1: and and there are definitely some on there that, like you said, is like did did I get on there somehow? Did I attempt to create a makeup? because, like, wow, you can't possibly be working in the industry because that was awful. But yeah, super fun show to watch. Super cool if you are all interested in that concept of makeup that kind of stuff good stuff for sure I watched a film which had speaking of good makeup had good makeup it actually came out a couple years ago three years ago let's put it that way because it's 2018 and that does say that's three years ago called The Dead Center and again these are one, one of the films that just totally flew under the radar and stars Shane Carruth, who is the star of another film that flew under the radar, although this other film didn't fly under or quite so much, called Primer. Awesome science fiction, very thoughtful science fiction film. And this film is a horror mystery thriller, as they say in IMDb, and it is available on Amazon Prime, so free if you get Amazon Prime. So it is a gentleman who is a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever he is. He works in a hospital that has a mental health ward, and he has a patient. He admits a patient who has come in before for some needed assistance, and so he's working out with this kind of a situation, and things get kind of strange. And another patient comes in, and this patient may have been dead. That's not a spoiler because it happens, like, within, I think, about 45 seconds of the film starts, so... (laughs) <laughs> so, so you're trying to figure out what's going on with this guy because he's catatonic and then he comes out of it and then he goes back into it and he's having weird visions and maybe he gives other people weird visions and maybe there's some weird possessive entity involved or maybe not but it's a very cool medical thriller but it also has this supernatural aspect and it's also a suspense film so and that's all I'm going to say about it but the dead center really really good if i had seen it this this at the theater i would have been very happy with it so highly recommend the dead center has some spooky stuff has a few little gory moments and has some pretty good damn good performances too so totally recommend the dead center and yes there are some nice chunky makeup works maybe one of the graduates of face-off worked on this film because well done stuff very well done I also watched a film without much makeup at all, other than we don't want your face to shine on camera. (laughs) A little bit better known, this actually came out last year called Greyhound, a Tom Hanks World War II film, because he likes those movies, all two of them that he's made. So Greyhound, and this is on Apple TV still only on Apple TV. Never was released theatrically, because that's what happens when you release movies in July of the middle of a pandemic. So Greyhound takes place in it was 1943. Anyway, it takes place during World War II. And Greyhound is the name of a destroyer that's working as an escort for a large group convoy of supply ships that are going from the US over to England. And they had these things called submarines, they still do. Well, they had these things called submarines that the Germans had, and they liked to sink ships. So the destroyer, and along with several other destroyers, is escorting these ships across in the hopes that they can protect them from being destroyed by all the U-boats. Um, now, the girlfriend and I are on a submarine kick, so every Wednesday is submarine movie night. We kicked it off with this. So this is kind of an anti... Well, it's not kind of... It is an anti-submarine movie because the good guys aren't the submarines that bad guys are. So we don't really get the claustrophobic aspect of which is part of the fun of submarines. It's like, oh my God, is something going to go off? Are they going to get sunk? Are they going to be trapped inside this tiny little metal coffin and sink to the bottom of the sea and die? It's like, in this movie, we kind of hope they will. But... <laughs> super... Super intense film from about, I'd say, five or six minutes in all the way through of just the, the repeated attacks by the, by the U boats, the counterattacks by the destroyers. Hanks is Tom Hanks because, yeah, he's kind of good. Um, just really good action throughout, has a lot of tension throughout, and excellent performances. So, again, you got to have Apple TV. To watch this at at this point, $4.99 a month. I mean, come on, you need another subscription in your life. Or think of it this way. Not that I'm saying this, but they do have a seven-day free trial. You could watch this film, like, a hundred times and then cancel. Click, click. So, Greyhound, excellent flick. But again, the only way to watch it is on Apple TV. And this
0: is not an advertisement for Apple TV, but there you go. I'm waiting for... uh foundation to come out before I get my free subscription to that. Good
1: call. Yeah, surprisingly they, I mean, they do have some pretty good series on there but compared to the offerings that you'll get on like Amazon Prime or or Netflix, they don't have nearly the breadth so it's much more of a tightly focused. What they have, they have a lot of good things on there for sure and pretty good catalog uh, of films that you can buy but Considering it's five bucks, not too, not too shabby, not too shabby at all. And like you said, foundation. Is, when is foundation coming? Do you remember offhand?
0: That's just it. It's uh, allegedly coming last year. I mean, this year. I mean, next year. I mean, someday. <laughs> someday. Microsoft has better publicity as to when they're coming out with things. I, I have no idea <laughs> when foundation is going to come out.
1: The future begins twenty twenty one exclusively. I yes, sure it does. <laughs> hmm. Sure, it does. Yeah, that's basically... I've heard that before. That's still that's solid... Oh, Jared Harris and Lee Pace. Ooh. Well, there's two extra reasons to watch it. Yep. But... So
0: that's the thing.
1: Yeah, even on their own site, they still don't have a... have a, the date. Interesting. Anyway. Blah, blah.
0: So, did, did you want to wrap up Invincible? Because I know you wanted to do that last week.
1: Yeah, so let's wrap up Invincible. The series you have not watched yet. Uh, no, I haven't. Which, And I only say that because I think you would really like it. Um, so, a municipal and animated series, definitely done for adults because, oh my God, I think Mortal Kombat level of gore. Uh, yeah, it's super chunky, but really cool action, really cool suspense going on, excellent character studies, great voice acting. J.K. Simmons as Omniman, who is the lead character and maybe the hero, maybe the villain, and kind of shifts like throughout the entire series. Really, really cool show. Stephen Yeun, who plays Mark, who is also the lead character, Invincible, as in the Oscar nominated dude. Uh, just really, really good performances throughout. Really, very well done. Uh, totally. If you like animated things at all, if you like comic book movies at all, if you like superheroes at all, or if you like good quality entertainment like wrestling, back when wrestling was good, or like AEW, which is currently good, Invincible. Highly recommended. Also, Amazon Prime.
0: See? That was quick, easy, and painless. And you enjoyed it, too. So there.
1: Although if you're a character in Invincible, it won't
0: be painless, I guarantee. Well, yeah, there is that. Yeah. But see, an abbreviated show this week, mainly because nothing happened. There was no news to talk about of any significance that we cared enough about to talk about. But we did give you a few things to watch, a few things to avoid. And speaking of avoiding things, yes, COVID still exists. If you have not gotten vaccinated, go get vaccinated, you halfwit. It's good for you. And, uh, you know, just to avoid all the COVID stuff, even if you have been vaccinated, try to stay home. If you can't stay home, wear a mask. But you know what? I am just going to recommend, seriously, just stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engine. I think we should be leaving now.
1: I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.
0: Uh, And on that
1: unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I
0: am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful,
1: but uh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Hey, who turned out the light?